everybody to your creativity. How are you, Steve? I know. I actually showed up this time. Is that is that the positive? That is the positive. But we're at your your place of business, so that, that so kind I have of, to show you, up. You have to show up because <laughs> you have to report to work today. Yeah, I get to report. I I love it. How are things going? You've kind of opened up the shop a different way. Um. Well, I mean, everything's crazy right now with with COVID, and I think the the main thing is just keep rolling with punches and keep evolving. So we're doing it. I mean, we, we're letting people in. At least they can see the product. Yeah. Be warmer for a moment. Yeah. But, but I'm working on another project, so someday I'll reveal that. Just not yet. And, and I've gotten some words of it, and it's, it's, it's very cool. I'm excited for it. But it it'll be fun. But, but this isn't a host episode. We'll, we'll have one of those someday. But <laughs> now, now that Trayvon brought Dr. Pepper, I'm waking up. Yay! <laughs> well, so who's our guest? A former boss of mine, um, the CEO of PC Laptops, Zydex PCs, and Storage Well, Dan Young. Hey, man, how you guys doing? Good. I just, I just, I just wolfed down that rocky road, and uh, it was so good. If you guys haven't been here, uh, try the rocky road. So that—that's our ploy is to get you hopped up on sugar. Oh man, I got a buzz, man. I'm buzzing really hard from man. the Rocky Road. Oh, I got the sugar buzz, man. My and glucose feels like it's like 370. Oh my gosh, but whatever. Feel, but I feel good, man. I feel <laughs> Dude, good. you could eat like a gallon of that and still be good. Oh man, so good. Might go for another scoop in a minute. <laughs> but Dan, you're you're always busy, so you're always active. So you know something like this doesn't affect you. You're always moving oh, around. It, it always affects me, man. <laughs> it's a treat, a special treat. Well, it doesn't affect you like it affects me. me it hey, you know, in Utah, food storage is a commandment. There we you're go. just storing up. You're having, at least you're like three days supply, your 72-hour kit. Yeah, I think I got enough for 60 days. Self-contained. <laughs> well, I've wanted to have you on for a long time because you're such an interesting character and you do so much uh, for the community. And I always like talking to people I used to work for and uh, relate with. When I worked for you, one of the things I loved is you'd always, when you would be at the office, you'd go around and talk to each person, ask how they're doing, you know, call them Jedis. <laughs> yes. So as a businessman, is that something that you think is important that each CEO or executive should do with their team? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the size of your company. We have about 150 people, so, you know, you try to touch base with everybody, even people that you don't see, you know, in the field, usually, you know, once every six months, and just see how their family's doing, if they're hitting their goals, how life's going, you know. I mean, I think that's important, though. You know, I remember working different places and, you know, the the bosses or whatever in corporate kind of felt like I was just a number, you know. So you try to make everybody feel like, you know, they're significant because they are, you know. Your, your company is your people. It, uh, and, you know, you... Love computers, obviously. Oh, yeah, man. But your love started with video games. Well, I love Rocky Road ice cream. Oh, you matches. Yeah, uh, suck up. Whatever. <laughs> but, but, I mean, when you were younger, do you remember your first video game? What was your favorite? Uh, it was called Zork. It was text-based. And you would type, go west, go north, open box. And you would have to imagine in your head, and the little, little letters would come up on the screen. So, Zork. Google that. Zork. Zork. Did you like so? My my mom was very strict. We never had like a video game until 
Intellivision came out. Oh, that thing was rad. Dude. And then, and so we ended up with an Intellivision, and that that was our experience. But there's there's eleven kids. Intellivision so was rad. Dude, the, oh man, we had to fight for it until the <laughs> until the paddles would wear out. You know, your paddles <laughs> would always wear out. Your controllers. Ninth degree black belt at pong. <laughs> Did you have one of those pongs? For pong your TV was also. Yeah, well, I had Atari pong. You know, Atari twenty six hundred pong. Yeah. yeah. So you, you had the updated version. Yeah, that's pretty good. We we had the Texas Instruments where you put the cartridges in and we had keyboard and you put the cartridges in. Then we moved up to the like the wood paneling Atari. Yeah, the wood looked good, huh? Yeah, and then the kind of more have to polish it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wood on the Atari. But it's crazy looking back to what was then and what's possible now. It's like it's lifelike and was most of your childhood in California, Southern California, yeah, Los Angeles, California. So how did, what brought you to Utah? How did you end up here? So my sister, you know, she worked at the University of Utah, and I was a ratty teenager, so it was always Your getting in trouble. booted you? Yeah. So so I came to Utah, lived with her, and then she booted me. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. It, and, it, you know, I, like, reading about you, you started to, you worked for a huge company that repaired computers. Huge, Correct. who knows. What, what was the company? It was called Silo, which is, like, Kind of like Circuit City, which was kind of like Best Buy. Okay. So very similar, you know, electronics and stuff. It, and you just, you got to know your customers. Yeah, well, the big thing is Silo was cool because, you know, I was selling computer stuff and they went out of business. Uh, they went bankrupt because they were owned out of some company in Europe. And, and then I was deciding, should I go work at RC Willie and sell furniture? You know, like everyone else. But, um, but was it no. a close call? Did it you was, almost want to do that? Yeah, because, I mean, you can make good money selling furniture, so, uh, but I decided not to, I got the customer database of all the people who bought computers, and I called them. This is before cell phones, right? Well, I guess if you're really rich, you could own a bag phone or something, <laughs> you know, one of those big bricks. <laughs> it was before, it was like a bag phone, you know, the, like James Like Bond. MASH, where it was like yeah, the like backpack mash. and the, the little headset. antenna out yeah. the back. <laughs> so I called these customers, and I said, hey, if you bought a computer and you need help, I'll warranty your computer for free. Uh, here's my beeper number, right? <laughs> so just give me a beep. And uh, that first year, we lost twenty-seven thousand in the red, and my wife was tripping out. And uh, how old were you then? Oh, I was young, like early twenties or something like that. And and so uh, the next year, though, we sold a million dollars in computers. So <laughs> what, pretty cool. But I want to dwell even on that. What, so you were scared shitless? Oh, totally, man. Like you know, like we lost twenty-seven. That's all our savings. Plus, maxing our Visa card. So, I'm sure everybody advised you that that was a bad idea. What drove you? Why did you keep doing it? Um, you know, because I believe people are into reciprocation. So, I mean, if you do something good for people, you know, and you do good work, they tend to want to come back, right? So, by taking care of these people, they're like, hey, Dan's, you know, a pretty cool guy. Uh, I'll buy my computers from him. So, it just went from there, you know? Do you re so that that's do you have any regrets about that or no? Oh no 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 it's greatest greatest thing ever man. <laughs> yeah. And Super Deli kind of did the same thing. His um, um, totally awesome kind of faded away, and you were able to get that part of that beta database. Yeah, so so he sold um, primarily uh, desktop computers, you know, right? Yeah, and we were PC laptops. So his company closed, and then we just hired you know like a third of his guys. Took over a bunch of leases, adopted all the customers, same type of thing. So, okay, yeah. 
and we talked about video games. We talked about like you know the old Atari. What do you think's been the biggest or, or some of the most innovative parts of computer technology? What what kind of changed it? Like from old days, laptops to what we have now. Do you see any trend or anything that made a huge difference or a huge leap in technology? Well, internet, uh, because there was no internet when we first had computers, but that was the uh, connectivity that really brought it to where it is today. You know, um, internet, and then more recently, GPU graphic processing units, having good video cards to be able to play video games. You know, uh, that's made it. I used to imagine when I was a little kid, you know, when we were playing those text video games, how would it be if you could see dragons, you know, and see what a sword looked like in 3D or, and all, you know, all this crazy stuff. And it's cool because nowadays it's so realistic, as you guys know. I mean, it's just crazy, right? Yeah, my son has the Spider-Man game that came out last year. And when you're swinging, it feels like you're right there swinging with Spider-Man. It's, it's <laughs> you're getting motion sickness, Dylan? Yeah, you kind of do because you're it's, – it's – amazing you, you know as far as running a business I'm Dylan dwelt on you you went around and building a, a team and having that team for you yeah, yeah how important is that to have a good team I can't tell you how important it is to hire good people but and, and how do you do that what, what is, what's a good employee how do you know um, they have three traits integrity right which is highly important energy and intelligence so if if they don't have energy, integrity, and intelligence, man, you could be making the biggest mistake. I've hired some people that I thought were amazing because they were so smart. They had so much energy, but they had zero integrity. And I just had to fire those people. And, and you know, I'd say be uh, quick to fire and slow to hire. Make sure, you know, and if you find out you have a toxic person working for you, uh, kindly separate yourself from them. And And this includes friends or your whole circle of people. Like if you're trying to run your business and you have friends like discouraging you all the time and telling you, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. All the time is sucking the life out of you. They're vampires and you need to get those vampires out of there. Find the unicorns, man. Unicorns are good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, tell, tell us a bit about each of the businesses here in Utah. PC laptops is big. It's brick and mortar. But go through each one and tell, you know, kind of give everybody a rundown of what each thing. So, so PC Laptop started in 1992, and that was that first company. And we sell really killer PCs with lifetime warranties on desktops. And then we sell laptop computers with lifetime service. And we fix phones, Android, iPhone, whatever you got, right? And we have nine locations, Utah to Nevada, and it's great. And it keeps growing every year. And that's, that's the original company. We have a company online called Zydex, X-I-D-A-X, and we sell high-performance gaming PCs, which also double as machines for uh, creative content like Adobe Cloud, more powerful applications. And uh, a lot of people are buying those to run businesses, do financial stock trading, to play video games, to do I mean, Zoom calls, whatever they want to do. And then there's a company called Storage Whale, which is cloud backup. So if you've got a PC or a Mac, it backs up your data unlimited for like 72 bucks a year but it's the same type of uh, encryption that we sell to enterprise co customers like the U.S. Army. So it's, it's like super powerful. So that's, that's it. Where do you see the future going like with, with technology and the computers? You know, a couple things. You'll probably see you know, more of it moving towards the cloud. Uh, you'll Is see that good, bad? 
Um, it just kind of depends because I think for the mainstream, you'll see more cloud migration, meaning your computer will be more of a terminal portal into uh, the cloud. Um, and then you'll still see people buy powerful hardware to run locally at home, you know, or in your office because they want instant speed, right? So your high performance user, again, they're going to buy normal computers as you would imagine now. And then people who just need real basic stuff, they'll just have a little portal, right? And, and that's going to be, and then the next evolution will probably be like a Neuralink interface like Elon's working on, where you can transfer data faster from you to the computer. Because right now, think about it. You've got 10 fingers and you can type, right? And then now it's kind of digressed to thumbs, right? That's so freaking slow. Text. I mean, imagine the, the speed of thought. That's what you want, right? Well, that's what we're scared of. But I don't know. My thoughts are pretty of. bad. So, yeah, I'd be afraid of my thoughts. They might be a little scary. You just put the filter on, man. All right. Profanity filter. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good with that. Like, <laughs> no, no, the computer. We'll turn that on on the computer, and it'll filter your thoughts. So it's it'll just, just all happy thoughts. Bleep, 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 bleep. It's this all is, happy thoughts. This would be a pretty quiet podcast. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be quiet. Chocolate. I do have good happy thoughts sometimes, though. Good. Good happy thoughts. What about mistakes? Do you remember your biggest mistake in business? Or biggest mistake that cost me the changed? most time of my life is hiring, promoting toxic people. So people that looked really shiny and great, you brought them in, you really integrated them in your business, you really trusted them, and then uh, you know just turned out to be evil, like pure evil, you know. And and it's a really touchy subject because most businesses fail because they don't hire people with that integrity right level of intelligence and energy and you, you can't really teach those things they kind of have to have them the mama taught them when they were little and uh you know if you hire people that have bad fundamentals like that um money tends to make a good man better but it also makes an evil man worse i like that um have you figured out a way to find those people easier like is is there like a you know, a, a line of questioning during the interview or, or things like that where you're able to kind of weed out some of those toxic people? Um, so you're talking toxicity or competence or energy or? Yeah, yeah, kind of all. Let there. me give you a quick package. So yeah. first things first, if someone wants to apply to work for you, have them send a, you know, a minute video of why they want to work for you, right? And why you should hire them. And they should be able to pitch themselves. Now, if they're like a computer programmer guy, they're not going to be like super charismatic probably. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to be a little bit more awkward because they're, they're keyboard warriors, right? But you can measure their intelligence by that and you can get an idea of their character. You can also watch what they're posting on social media. If they're constantly posting negative, kind of like hateful stuff, no matter what they believe in, that's someone you don't want to hire because... If they're talking this way about other people, what are they saying behind your back? What are they saying about other employees' backs? That's how you screen it. So you'll see some people you probably, we all have friends that are like posting negative stuff all the time. Like just unfollow those people because those people will just suck the life out of you. And that comes with employees too. So uh, that's how you want to find them. Now the second thing too is uh, usually superstars know superstars, unicorns know unicorns. And so if you know someone who's really amazing, so let's say you knew somebody who was amazing at selling, right? really charismatic, nice, takes care of customers, does what he says. Well, he probably knows other people like that, right? And what's kind of interesting, social media is the key because if you look at the social media and they have a bunch of friends that are a bunch of knuckleheads, 
right? Doing bad things and they're all negative too. Well, that's what you're going to get. So, I mean, with Google and with Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, like you can, you can screen through anybody nowadays. So if a knucklehead gets through, you can look at his friend group and kind of... Well, they shouldn't get through because well, yeah. you'll just look, man. You'll just be like, nope, <laughs> you know? Usually I'm, I'm, I'm just begging for people to apply. Come on, it's really <laughs> not that bad. It's, mm. it, they think that, you know, working in a chocolate shop is beneath them. And, and so it's kind of funny because I think it's easier to weed out some of that just because people are kind of like... You know, Do you have a hard running. time hiring people? Yeah. Let me tell you how to hire. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. So right now we're hiring. We're hiring a very limited amount of staff, but you got to have a few things. You got to have a lot of energy and be a pretty happy chipper person. I think that's really important. Two, you got to love chocolate. Like you really need to love chocolate because when you work here, your chocolate perks are off the chart. So be ready to eat chocolate if you work here because <laughs> then there's something in it for them, right? So three, just send me a quick video of why you love chocolate, why you love us, why you want to work for us, and I'll take a look. And um, if you're awesome, we'll hire you, man. Like, just put that on your social media. Put that on your website. I mean, I do that, and we'll get like 400 applicants a day. But And you're right, because the dynamic is different. Your expectations are already setting it high for them, mm -hmm. and so you're making that in the mindset for the people that are applying are actually going to be hopefully that caliber. A lot of people love chocolate, dude. I know I'm kind of lucky. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> Super do, lucky. Do you? So I I know that a lot of people love chocolate right now, and we were talking about a lot of people love computers with COVID and everything. Do you see? Um, how's it impacted your business? Or do you? It's been really busy, uh, you know, because people are working from home, and whether they have an old computer or they want to buy a new one or whatever, they they need somewhere that can take care of it, you know, because mailing a computer away is kind of a tough thing. So the local business is really popular now. People are like, hey, it's broken, fix it, <laughs> you know? Um, same thing with phones. Like if your phone is dead, I mean, like your screen's broke or something, I mean, that's really sad and depressing and you don't want to mail that away, right? So that's been good for us. Uh, so it's been great, you know? Do you, do you see um, a trend with which businesses will make it and which won't? Or is it sometimes just dumb luck? Or is there... Are there like models that businesses can take to protect in times like that? Oh, absolutely. I have friends who have businesses that are just cranking from restaurants to retail that are just, they're, they're making more money than they ever have. And I have friends who are going out of business and some that have already got a business. And the differentiator is this, okay? When COVID gets hits, when it hit, and now maybe we're going for wave two, there's two things you can do. You can put your head ahead of the sand post-political bullcrap all over there all day and waste all your energy on just garbage that you can't change anyway. Or you can take action. And so what you want to do is create innovative experiences for your customers that your competitors don't do, right? And, and that's really the secret because if you can just uplift your energy a little bit, look, the pie is shrinking, right? Like so retail businesses, certain ones, let's say in chocolate, a lot are going out of business and having a hard time. Now the difference between someone who thrives is this. If your competitors are putting, like half of them are putting their heads in the sand, you got to go on the offense. You got to get aggressive. And that means hiring right, right? And you have your pick of the lot right now on who you want to hire. So you'll have to find those people that are going to take care of your customers the best. And uh, you want to try the most innovative campaigns. You should be on social media three, four times a day in every one of these channels, man, offering the greatest, you know, service to your customers, which is funny stuff, good, good chocolate, 
experiences, samples, you know. Um, and if you go on the warpath, you'll win. And your competitors, you'll crush them. Because they're probably scared shaking in the basement. My favorite post of Steve is um, when he posts a picture of a sugar cookie and he just puts dinner. Stuff like that. That's great. <laughs> Usually yeah. it is my, my dinner. That's and, great. No. And you've been given all this business advice, but and you've started a podcast that um, helps um, up-and-coming businesses develop. Um, Dan's Millionaire Code. Tell us about how where that idea came from and... So, you know, I have a lot of friends in the business community that I mentored and that mentored me. And so um, most of the ones who do really wealthy that are millionaires and billionaires, it's not about money. It's about give back. You reach a certain point in your life where you can't eat more, can't drive more cars, and you can't buy more things. So you come to this point, you realize you're mortal. So the purpose of life is to help people and give back. And that's kind of the point where I am now. So every week I bring in a, someone who's, who's been broke and then made millions or billions of dollars. We don't have advertisers or anything like that. We don't sell anything. We just share how to do it. So whether you're, a, you're dirt poor, uh, you know, and you weren't burn, born with a silver spoon in your mouth, or if you weren't smart enough like me to get into college, then we show you how to make millions of dollars. Because if these, like right now, we've had like 50, 60 men and women come on that have at least made a million dollars from zero, most of them Utah-based, well, then no one's got privilege. And these people are, are, are Asian, black, white, purple, young, old, whatever. There's no, nobody who's, who's massively privileged. Your privilege is being alive and in America. Does Utah have a unique demographic for that? Or are there pluses that make that a little more easier for people to want to succeed in Utah? Or, uh, or no. is there going to be any difference across the board? I mean, Utah's a great environment, but I grew up in inner city LA, man, so... Uh, and I have friends there that have made millions and millions of dollars from nothing. So it doesn't matter. If you're in America, you're in the greatest country in the world, and you have more opportunity. I mean, my parents, they came from communist China, and they took everything they had, and they taxed them to death, and then they just seized everything. And they came to America. They had to escape here to have an opportunity to start a business. And that's, a, that's what they did. They were janitors, and my mother was a, a bank cashier, right? Uh, but yet they did really well, and you know, through time. And so I just kind of try to mimic that. I, I think a lot of people get this what entitlement. What was the biggest lesson that they taught you by doing that? If you're in America and you don't, and you have your mind, right? And you have, if you're, if you're mentally and physically able and you're not able to, to be wealthy, well, that's your fault because you're freaking lazy. So get out there, you know? I have a, a grandmother, a step-grandmother, Japanese, you know, and you hear about all these people like, oh, we're being prosecuted, blah, blah, persecuted. She was put in an internment camp in America, a Japanese prison camp in the United States of America. Took her business, took everything. And I asked her, what should I do, Grandma? I'm infuriated about this injustice against our people. And she said, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to like, I'm going to get back. I'm going to, I'm going to take revenge for what they've atrocity committed to our family. She says, no, what are you going to create to prove that our family are great people and can accomplish and be positive contributors to society. That's what you're going to show. So go make money. Go help people. Go help those that can't help themselves and give to the innocent and, and just help people heal their pains and prove to the world what our family is capable of. So, I mean, 
grandma told me that. So instead of like, you know, I was a hoodlum teenager. I was like, I totally turned myself around. I was like, you know, okay, I got to not be violent and stupid and party all day. I, I got to do something productive, you know? So that's what grandma taught me. So that's a much better form of revenge. Because instead of tearing, you know, a few people down, it's bringing up so many more people. It's not revenge. I mean, really, I, I wasn't in the prison camp. So yeah. I'm in the greatest, luckiest time. Of, I mean, everyone here is in the greatest time of our, our life right now, the greatest opportunity. So it's like, it's so easy right now to be successful if you decide to be successful because your energy is your greatest commodity, time and energy. So you can focus that on things that make people's lives better or you can focus on things that destroy things. So, I mean, it's just a simple choice. Choose. Did your grandmother see your success? Is she still around or... Uh, no, no, she didn't, she didn't see a whole bunch of that, but my parents are still alive. They're like in their nineties and they're like, wow, Dan, like, you know, you applied yourself. We're glad you didn't turn out to, you didn't stay that delinquent, you know? So we don't have to visit you in jail. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> do your what, best. That's what my parents say. <laughs> you know? At least you're still out, Steve. I want to shift to a, a funner subject. Your okay. old commercials. Okay. <laughs> you know, the, the karate ones, the star Wars. What were those marketing meetings like, figuring out what to, to do, do for those? Well, most commercials are boring. We have a sale, zero interest, good quality cars, blah, blah. And you're just like, whatever. So we just wanted to like shock people. So we thought if we can entertain people, educate people on computers, then we could equip them with computers. So, I mean, you got to give first, which is make people laugh and then teach them some stuff. And if you do that... A lot of times people will, you know, peruse your business and be like, hey, those guys are pretty authentic, <laughs> you know? Do you have a favorite of any of those old quirky commercials? I like dressing like Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was kind of fun. I did the outfit, you know, I gained a little weight, so it doesn't fit as good, but um, I might make you a still have it. I, I still do, man. Got my cinnamon buns. <laughs> our, our friend Marcus and uh, my friend Leslie were part of those. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They did a great job. Those kids are awesome. Marcus. Good old Marcus. We'll get him on here someday. He said yes. It's just COVID and everything. He's just Good kids. Yes. Good kids. Um, who do you admire? You could talk about mentors a little bit within the podcast. Anything outside of that? Uh, just, I know. Just, I'm taking mental notes. So, like, this is good advice for me, too. Who do I admire? Well, on, on a grand scale level, you know, like the super titans that I haven't met <laughs> would be like Elon Musk. I think he's, he's great. Um, I think he, he's, he's world changing. He can make our environment better, cleaner, and uh, maybe everything will be solar and electric and more high tech. So I like that. Um, he's phenomenal. Uh, I think on a, like a spiritual level, I like the Dalai Lama's attitude because um, he's just like, you know, He's kind of like Yoda, but real life, you know? So that's pretty cool. With the laugh. Yeah. Yoda with the giggle. <laughs> yeah, so he's cool. I mean, so those guys are, are, are phenomenal as far as like, you know, man, I want to be like those heroes, you know? Uh, as far as uh, people in Utah, um, there, a lot of these guys are my podcast. Podcast. If you look at like um, a guy named Lance Bullen, you know, a guy who had zero, built the $3.5 billion empire here in Utah, which is great. Lance is Awesome. Jeff Flam built over a billion dollar empire here from nothing as well. 
and those guys, you can listen to them. They're on the podcast, my, Dan's Minor Code. So it's cool to see someone go from dirt poor, like eating ramen noodles and food stamps, to billionaire. I mean, come on. It's so cool. What, did you see a trait in what all of those guys have that's yes. different? They did what my other grandma said to me. So my grandma on my other side said, Dan, never have self-pity. Never be a victim. As soon as you roll yourself as a victim and have self-pity, you have already failed. Getting out of your own way. Well, no, yeah. don't, just yeah. don't call yourself yeah. a victim and don't exactly. have self-pity. Just find oh, solutions. I feel so bad because, you know, like, I've had some friends, like, well, because I'm Asian and we're going to be like, you know, we have a disadvantage. I'm like, bro, you're Asian. Do funny stuff. Do karate and be good at math or whatever. Like, it's not that hard to take whatever traits that you have and be able to laugh at yourself, not be afraid to look stupid, and use that to entertain people and make their lives better. You know, I, I just can't stress how important that is for young people because, you know, you see a lot of people going one, two, one of two ways, self-pity, victimization, or empowerment, self-empowerment. It's so critical. I agree. Um, uh, what situations are you most creative for you working? Um, with groups, I, I assume since you have these big businesses and these great teams that are working with teams, but um, like when you're alone, is there times that creativity flows for you? Yeah, it's called pet time, P-E-T, personal enlightenment time. So every day I walk alone in a park, um, put the headphones on, listen to an audio book or just meditation or just silence. And I contemplate things that, you know, I want to change in the universe, you know, and I write them down on my phone. And so you got to give yourself at least 30 minutes of pet time, personal enlightenment time every day. And I call it net time, no extra time. If you're walking and you're doing thinking, the blood flow by exercising, I can tell you, is so important because it makes your brain process faster and clearer. And the clearer and faster your brain, your mind processes data, the better you'll be able to think of, you know, the more energy you have to be able to think of those things that you can change the world with. What's in your audio or what your audible books? What are you listening to? I think the first book that people should listen to is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. There's a new version out that just came out for the digital age. That is phenomenal. And then Think and Grow Rich. These are old books, like written, the original books written, I don't know, 70, 80 years ago or something. Man, there's the greatest wisdom of all. You got to have the mindset to be able to make money and help people with that because money is a tool. It's not everything, but it's a tool. But poverty is not everything either, right? Um, <laughs> but then also you've got to learn to help people, like find out what their pains are and make their life better. Because people have this give me, me, me situation. It's about what you give to help other people without expecting a return, which gives you the the largest rewards actually i mean if you're looking at self-rewards giving is the secret time energy money i did, did that a lot early in my graphic design career can't afford to anymore but <laughs> um you talked about you, you can't afford to you want to know yeah. dylan you want me to well, tell you how you can become a millionaire like quickly you want yeah. to know yes so you let's say you find a big company you want to do some work for right like locally let's say it's like some car dealership hey my name is dylan and I, I like your, your, your stuff. It's great. But I think there's some really great room for improvement. I'm a graphic design, I own a graphic design studio. And I would like to design a free campaign for you. And if you like it, it's absolutely free. Um, if you don't like it, 
If you don't like it, it's absolutely free. But if you do like it, think about letting me do some more of your work. I'll, but I'll do the first ad for you totally for free. Here you go. You do that. You call 10 places. Two or three will say yes. Uh, and you execute like that consistently, you'll be making a million dollars in 12 months. It's that easy. There you go. I'm You're going to have to go door knocking. No, Instagram message. Yeah, Instagram message. That's how I've been finding guests for the podcast. Instagram, Instagram messages is powerful. Again, give before you get, right? Give something. And a lot of people, again, they think, man, I need to take, I need to take, I got to get mine. I'm a squirrel. I'm trying to get a nut, you know? But it's like, just give what you can, whether it's time, volunteering. If your service is good, do it free, you know? You know, I mean, it's just so simple. You could take, like, chocolates and, like, you know, share that with, you know, maybe anywhere. You could share at the homeless shelter. You could get, you know. I tend to share. I share, and I also share myself. So, so, I, so we'll sit down and eat a chocolate. So it's one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. That's fair deal. That's fair deal. But yeah, but I actually yeah. agree with you because I think that you know so many people get set up in the me, 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 and honestly, if everybody else is succeeding, it it trickles back to you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good advice. You got it, man. So Dylan. A year from now, I want you to oh, see, see you have a million bucks and all these big accounts, man. Just uh, be like, I'm the new marketing dude for Nike. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to be on your podcast next year. <laughs> there we go. That's my goal. Um, you are amazing at that. That personal line in time, the initials, P-E-T. You've got a lot of pets. You've got pugs. How many pugs do you have? Three pugs. Three. <laughs> so what are their names and what, what do you love about that that breed we got we got we got spud we got uh clem and we got a ripley like you know aileen ripley and uh they're just cool because you know they can watch tv they don't require a lot of exercise but they will go walk with you if you ask them to and uh they're low maintenance man and somebody cool. tell me they're the the comedian of dogs yeah they just kind of chill i mean they're chill and they kind of mess around like make funny faces and play and stuff but they're just really you know they listen they're great listeners so Mini schnauzers have attitude, but but they're fun. Our our new dog Indy, like when I'm trying to leave in the morning, he'll he'll just stay in the yard and won't won't come in. He'll just sit there and look me dead in the eye and not come <laughs> in. It's so frustrating. Dogs are great. Dogs are great. Animals are great. Dan, if people want to help you, I know you do a lot for the community. How can they get involved? If people want to contact you to get involved and help you, if they want to help me, um, I mean. Really, if their computers Let's break, let's just let me give them, them. Their, your unlisted number. I mean, <laughs> so like, yeah, no, I'm on Instagram. So if they just want to go to Dan's Millionaire Code, uh, that's where I am. I usually try to answer my messages, and um, you can kind of see what I'm about. But more importantly than what how they can help me, there is the, everything there is free. So like the secrets to being very successful financially, physically, and spiritually are there. So just go take advantage of it and execute it. That that'll make me happy to see people be successful from absorbing and executing the information, you know? And also on the podcast, you say whatever, uh, I can't remember the percentage, but a percentage of your your money put towards something that you care about. To help that. Yeah, if you listen to my podcast, share it obviously on your social media. Yeah. Please do so. Uh, and if it's value to you, just share it with friends who may benefit and they need help too. Um, but... If you do make money, so let's say, uh, Dylan, you execute what I just taught you today and, and you make a million dollars, 
take 10% of that and give it to a good charity, like help the homeless or help the dogs save the dogs and cats, save the children being kidnapped around the world or organ trafficked or something like give back to the planet and help people that cannot help themselves or animals, you know, <laughs> help. Good yeah. karma. It, okay. Actually, I, I thought of this as you were talking right now, there's a real big division in society, mm -hmm. you have really strong opinions about like politics and everything. Do you see a way that we as business leaders can heal that or as people or what do you see as steps that we should take to try to heal that divide in our country? Oh, that's really easy, man. Simple as this. Don't waste your energy arguing with people, whether you believe this or that. Don't argue with people. Execute. Spend your energy on scaling your business creating jobs, hiring people, right? Because think about this. If you make a million more dollars selling chocolates, you're not just going to go, I mean, you may spend it on some nice shoes or a hat or whatever you're going to buy. You only have so many hats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but when you buy a hat from the dude who makes the hat locally, you're helping that dude, right? So that's okay to spend money. But just think about how, I mean, if you had 10 Hatch Family chocolate shops, how many people would you employ that you're putting food on their family's table? That's, that's how you can help. So, you know, that, that's really the key for, for business owners is to continue to expand. And if you're some kids out there and you waste a lot of time protesting either side, okay, that is such a freaking waste of energy. Like to be angry and look at these other people and yell at them, like go work, get money. And when you have money, you have power. When you have power, you have influence. And if you have influence, you can push what you believe in, no matter what you believe in. Okay. So, Again, it's just like it's growing from being an ant into someone who is an elephant, right? And you can really make an impact if you have the resources, like by creating jobs. You know, that's good karma, man. This, and you got some great employees out here, Steve. Like, I am phenomenal. so lucky. Like, honestly, oh, I, I'm people. very fortunate. And our employees are great. But doesn't it feel good that, like, you can help them, you know, pay their bills and, like, buy their clothes and eat and stuff? And, you know, well, I mean... Honestly, I don't feel like I'm working. Like, I feel like I'm just having a, an amazing life. Like, coming to the shop and seeing these incredible staff, and they're, I mean, they're all amazing people. And, and I think together, collectively, what we're trying to do is, you know, bring a little joy to everybody and the happiness to the community. That's our goal, or that's our motto, is just, you know, spread There's a lot the of happiness, man, when I was up there, and, and I'm still enjoying my life. It's so It's a pretty good career. I mean, it's, it's, it's we're selling happiness. So guys, remember, good. energy is energy. Okay, that's all I want you guys to really take away from this, and and how you apply that energy for construction or destruction. I mean, there's only two choices: make the world better, cause pain. I mean, you just got to make that choice of what you want to do. You know, and I know a lot of people are really frustrated from all the different things going on out there right now, this COVID and all this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day. You're, you really got to help yourself first and your family and build your business so you can help other people more. When I loved you talked about, um, you know, there's things that you can control and things that you can't. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the stuff going on that we waste our energy is on. They're just not worth it. And, mm -hmm. and putting your energy back into the business or the things that you control. I mean, that's powerful. I did an episode actually um, on Bridger Pennington's podcast. He's a, he has a private equity fund thing, but it's on my... Uh, Instagram, but and, and it was titled "Blue or Red, You're Gonna Be Okay." I mean, you, there's a way that 
either way that it goes, purple is a good color. Purple, yeah. But either way that it goes is you can be educated and learn how the environment is, and and help people and scale whatever you're doing. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, one person, I mean, can make a difference, but it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? You know, like Grandma said, what are you gonna do? I love your grandma. That yeah. advice is awesome. Oh, at first I was like, blow things up. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Okay, after you blow them up, then what? <laughs> then what are you going to do? Yeah. What, Dan, I know you're in a hurry. Too, no hurry. So, so I think... Bonus question time? Yeah. Okay, let's go. What does creativity mean to you? It's just taking that stuff that's in your subconscious mind and that's in everyone's energy and vibration because I believe... You know, you guys watch Star Wars, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the Force is within all of us, and so we're all connected. You know why Chinese people bow to, I'm Chinese, right? So you know what, I'm American, but I'm Chinese descent. You, you know why people, Chinese people bow to each other? Well, I assume it's a form of respect for the other person, but beyond that, I... It, it's the deity in me acknowledges the deity in you. So which means that, in a sense, we all have that inner commingled power that's incredible. And, and how you apply that, that gift, that energy, is, is just so hypercritical. I just can't stress how important that is. And so whether someone has a lot of money or if they're broke or they're tall or, or they're short or they're green or they're red, it doesn't matter. We're all human beings and we all share that same energy, right? So we just got to be real conscious of, of that great gift that's given to us of life. We're alive. So if we're alive, man, we just got to every day, I mean, we got to be grateful and then we have to, you know, use that tool, we were, a gift we were given to the best of our ability to help people. Say that one more time about the deity. That you're recognizing the deity of them and of yourself. Yes, all humans were equal, right? So, so if I bow to you guys, it's just I'm acknowledging your soul, your spirit, your energy, you know? I mean, and it doesn't matter, again, the worldly things don't matter. It's, it's what's inside, you know? And, and that's what you're acknowledging. And I think if you, no matter what you do, if you have that respect for people and the value of human life to that level, then uh, the universe tends to take care of you better too. And, take, and it helps you take care of other people. I love that. Muppet. Who's your favorite Muppet and why? Oh boy. Uh, this covers Sesame Street, Frat Rock, any Jim Henson created puppet. I like Kermit because, you know, he's just like, he sings good. You know, he's kind of nerdy. He's kind of cool. He's got a good personality. Kermit. And then lastly, in the movie of your life, who would you like to play you? Oh, man. Who, who would I like to have to, to play me? Like right now, maybe like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a badass. Yeah, he's good. He's a good human, too. Right? Like he cares about people. He wants to heal. And the dude is so wealthy, but he, all he does is want to give and heal and... You know, what, what a great dude, man. I've seen interviews and he's just down to earth and just, yeah, what a stud. Let's all be like Keanu. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, did you see the new Bill and Ted? No, but I need to. It is pretty fun. I need to see that. Dan, thanks so much for stopping by. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. I think I'm going to go eat some more uh, chocolate. We'll get you hopped up. We can take care of it. So uh, just the website so people can go check your stuff out. Just go to Dan's Millionaire Code on Instagram, and there's like a little spider web there. There's links to the podcast, Facebook, businesses, whatever you want. Dan's Millionaire Code on Instagram. Great podcast. I, I love 
listening to it to get inspired and get me going. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast is done, man. <laughs>